comes sweeping down the plain and the waving wheat can sure smell sweet when the wind comes right behind the rain you're listening to the john moore show on espn central texas here now is the voice of the sooners toby Rowland. From the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. All right, a lot of voices in there. Uh, welcome back, John Morris Show on a Friday, and pleased to welcome in the voice of the Sooners. Toby Rowland joins us now. Hey, man, welcome in, and uh, how's your time in Waco been so far? Well, better now that I got a little Rogers and Hammerstein in me. Thank you for the... Uh, <laughs> opening song other than that the uh greeting was very rude by the baylor baseball team last night so it, it was hoping for uh, hoping yeah. for better times tonight it was i think i said that i think uh greeted rudely i think i said that on the air last night and i thought that was joe castiglione that's not joe castiglione's version of oklahoma you know it could be yeah. you get uh you get some italian in joe and he's <laughs> liable to break into song so uh that might very well have been Josie. i got you very good well we're glad to have you here uh waited out the the rain last night glad we got that game in and uh i tell you what uh it turned into a battle of bullpens didn't it when the, when the starters got out of there or actually you know you guys jumped on our starter and had a four nothing lead but then the bullpens kind of took it the rest of the way yeah, that was a little bit unfortunate. The uh, pitch count, or for OU anyway, the pitch count got uh, pretty high on Braxton Dowsett early on in that game. So uh, the bullpen has been one of the big stories this season uh, for OU. They have been very inconsistent. Had a couple of uh, fantastic performances last week in the two wins that they got against seventh-ranked Stanford. But they have had many nights like last night where they have inherited a lead and uh, blown it, and uh, certainly that happened last night. I think Baylor had one hit going into the fifth, and they ended up with, I don't know, what was it, 13, 13 I believe. So right. it's 12, 10 runs and 12 hits from the bullpen last night, and uh, they just can't seem to find the combination that can consistently give them good performances. You know, they made an adjustment going into this series by moving – their game one starter, the guy who's been their game one starter all year, Cale Davis, to the bullpen. We didn't see him last night. I assume we probably will tonight. But we'll see if that steadies the ship out there a little bit. But it's definitely been an issue for this team. Those walks uh, really cost Douthat, didn't it? I mean, that's what mm-hmm. got his pitch count up, and, and he had to leave when he, it seemed like he was cruising pretty well. Yeah, he had uh, four in one inning and uh, five all together. And, yeah, you're right. He'd only four innings. And, you know, he had been moved up a day each of the last two weekends. He was the Saturday starter all year. We played uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday series last week against Stanford. So he moved up to Friday. And then this week he moves up to Thursday. So he looked tired to me. Uh, he's been a real bulldog for this team. And you could see that last night. I mean, he fought through it. And even when he loaded the bases there, he got out of the jam, and that's kind of the way he's been for them. But he looked a little fatigued. Uh, they get an extra day's rest next week before Texas Tech comes to town, and uh, I think that'll do him some good. I got you. Well, uh, apologize to you uh, publicly about the uh, the water leak in your booth. Uh, <laughs> the equipment stayed dry, I know, but it was an ugly scene, and I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised when you come to the ballpark today. 
Well, I'm here now. Oh, okay. When I yeah, when I arrived, a very nice gentleman was was replacing the tiles, <laughs> and it's all it's all fixed and ready to go today. So we are we are good. That was kind of fun. It was a little bit of a <laughs> splash mountain feel to the uh, <laughs> splash <laughs> mountain. <laughs> we kept everything dry in here. So oh, that's funny. You got tarps up so it doesn't splash on your equipment and everything. <laughs> that's right. Well, That's sorry right. about that, but uh, I'm glad it glad it got fixed for the rest of the weekend. Um, do you think with uh, – so Oklahoma, I hear, you know, by the grapevine, Oklahoma's moving to another conference. Uh, I hear it's going to happen after next year. Um, so series like this, you know, this may be your last trip to Waco for baseball. Yeah. You know, next year it'll be in Norman. Uh, should be. I don't know. You can't predict the schedule sometimes. But have you started to think about that, kind of going to places for, for the last time in a while? John, it could be our last trip to Waco, period. You know, um, and yes, every road trip we go on, that's a topic. You know, we're not playing here in football next year. Yeah. And we don't know the basketball schedule, which is not yeah, going true. to be home and home with everybody. Now, it could be. You know, I don't know what you're hearing. I'm hearing that we're probably going to have five home-and-home opponents and everybody else you play once. Uh, So either at their place or your place. But that means there are some places in the uh, 13-team Big 12 for uh, baseball and 14-team Big 12 for basketball that we will not go next year. And and I hope Waco's not one of them, but it could be, yeah. you know, and, and we were in Manhattan two weeks ago and we were having the same conversation there. We were, uh, we played basketball in Ames. You know, they don't have a baseball team. We played basketball up in Ames this year and we had the same conversation there. So yeah, I mean, listen, it's, uh, everybody is excited, uh, about the, the move and it's going to be a lot of fun and to play new opponents and go new places in the SEC. But there's also very much a, a sentimental kind of a sad side to this too, because um, Oklahoma has lived in this conference, the big eight and now the big 12 and before that, the big six and everything for a long, long, long time. And the relationships that schools have built with each other, athletic departments, broadcasters, fans is uh, generational. And so the fact that some of that's going to be coming to an end is uh sentimental at the very least and I think what's very intriguing certainly in baseball and basketball two of the sports that that we cover is to see going forward what kind of non-conference matchups um, if any are set you know there's a whole new slew of a slew of non-conference possibilities now for Oklahoma with these former big 12 foes now maybe none of them want anything to do with us and that very well could be the case I I think Oklahoma State for sure would just as soon never play us again in anything. They're really upset. And maybe that's the case for a lot of schools, and I can't say I'd blame them. But maybe when time you know, passes and things calm down, the idea in baseball of having you know, Bedlam as a non-conference series or game, OU Baylor maybe uh, playing at your place or ours or meeting in Arlington or whatever and playing a couple of games in a midweek or even in a non-conference series, that's all stuff that'll be very intriguing, I think, to see how that plays out in the future. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good thought. 
Uh, I mean, it's sort of like uh, Baylor and A&M. You know, we played each other yeah. forever. We're 90 miles apart, and they leave for the SEC, and, and we say, oh, we're never playing them in anything, you know, and it yeah. just takes a few years, and uh, we may never play them in football. I don't know. We could, but we played them in basketball. We played them in baseball and softball. I mean, it's some good – for those sports like baseball and softball, I mean, it's a good uh, uh, midweek, uh, good RPI matchup. So maybe, maybe it'll – trend that way also for you guys well yeah i mean listen emotion rivalry sometimes hard feelings make for good entertainment you know i mean that's that's a game people want to go to or want to watch because they're mad at oklahoma or they're mad at texas a&m or (laughs) whatever the case may be so um but yeah this this long period of transition here gosh it seems like forever ago we found out this move was going to happen has not gone tremendously smooth in a lot of aspects. And there's been a lot of hard feelings. And so I think that there is an element on the Oklahoma side of it. Like it'd probably be best if if we could hurry up and get to that because everybody in the conference that you're living in, it can't stand you, you know, they're mad at you. And so we're, we're eager for that day, but at the same time, Certainly going to miss coming to Waco, Texas, and and seeing you, my friend, and everybody else in this this conference that has been so so good to all of us. Yeah, well, yeah, I feel the same thing. I mean, I feel bad. I'm uh, going to miss you guys. Wish it wasn't happening, but it is, and and we'll just adjust. And doesn't mean Not we can't. Fault. We didn't do it, John. We, you, you and I didn't do it. That's for sure. Yeah, we just. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Toby Rowland, our guest voice of the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, it was fun visiting with you before the game last night. You reminded me that uh, Oklahoma uh, last year to the College World Series, a great finishing stretch run for OU, not just the World Series, but the World Series uh, championship final series against Ole Miss. Um, but 13 guys drafted off that team last year, 13 drafted. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was an amazing class, an amazing run. Certainly, one for the ages in the second half of the season. You know, Oklahoma at this point last year was pretty close to where they are right now. Huh. They won two out of three to open conference play, just like this year. Then they lost their next two series. Um, this year, they lost their second series, and they're down here in game one of their third series. And uh, they were sitting at four and five with a conference record and really talking about what do we got to do the rest of the way to make the NCAA tournament at this very point. Wow. And, and uh, got, you know, a, a switch flipped and they won their final five series, won the big 12 tournament, won the Gainesville regional, won the uh, Blacksburg super ripped through Omaha all the way to the championship series. It was an incredible hot streak. And, um, you know, I'm not certainly expecting that to happen again, but that has certainly been a message for this coaching staff to this team this year is, hey, look at last year. It's not too late for us to still do something special. But that was a that was a team that was loaded with talent. I mean, not just drafted, but, you know, Cade Horton was the number seven overall pick. Mm. The entire starting rotation went high rounds. The closer, uh, Trevin Michael, got drafted. Peyton Graham, a high round draft pick. Jimmy Crooks has been uh, rocketing through the Cardinals organization. Uh, Brett Squires, Tanner Treadaway, on and on and on. 
And it's going to take them. You know, Baylor's going through a rebuilding thing here. And Oklahoma is as well, maybe not to the same extent. There hasn't been a coaching staff change. But there certainly has been such a roster turnover that it's probably going to take two or three years for them to get back to the point where they feel like, you know, we're a legitimate contender for the top of the Big 12 again. All right, uh, game two tonight, hopefully on as scheduled, 6.30. You had not heard anything different, have you? I have not. I think the forecast looks pretty good. I think so, too. Yeah, pretty yeah. amazing, <laughs> given, the, given the forecast earlier in the week. Final thought, uh, fun connection, really, between uh, Skip Johnson, the Sooners head coach, and Mitch Thompson, and, uh, and Tyler Johnson, who succeeded Mitch at McLennan, played for him there, was his assistant coach, now the head coach at McLennan. Oh, yeah, Skip Johnson's son also. Um, that's a pretty fun part of this matchup, isn't it? Yeah, that's great. It's, um, you know, not all coaches in this conference get along great. Certainly there are some coaching rivalries in all sports, but these two guys really seem to like each other a lot. You mentioned the connection with Tyler. It's going to be fun to watch the battles for McLennan products going forward. I, I think, <laughs> exactly. I think Mitch and Tyler were instrumental. I, I, you know, I don't know what their input was, but we've got several guys from McLennan on this team and on last year's team. Jimmy Crooks was a McLennan product. Sure. Kurt Squires a McLennan product and several guys on this team. And now you got Tyler, who obviously has loyalties to both schools now. And so, anyway, it's a it's a fun connection. And really, just from talking to everybody, you and Derek and everybody around Baylor, it seems like they love the hire. Mitch, Mitch is a real Baylor guy, and that it's just a matter of time, and that the Baylor fan base really loves you know the fact that he's their leader now. So going to be exciting to see what Baylor does in, in coming years with him in charge yeah well he's the right guy he definitely is it's a great hire for Baylor and and you know a couple of the assistants I mean they know Tyler really well also like James Leverton coached with him James is our pitching coach and Jim Blair knows him real well also so I was talking to them before the game yesterday and they were giving trying to give Tyler a hard time about yeah if you have a, a good recruit uh where's he going <laughs> and Tyler said well, got to lean toward uh, – no, it wasn't a recruit. I, I take that back. It wasn't recruiting. It was like, who are you pulling for this weekend? And he said, got to go with the man who raised me. And and I piped in and said, you got to be more specific. I mean, he was kind of raised by Mitch and, and Lev and Jim Blair. Oh, yeah, raised by his dad too, but that doesn't really answer the question. Boy, I mean, you ever want I, – I don't know if you're a hunt, hunter or fisherman or anything like that, but – Sit, listen to Skip and Tyler talk for half hour, and it's like you are sitting down with an expert at Bass Pro. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's, it's hilarious, yeah. That's pretty good. All right, man, I appreciate your time. I'm glad you're here, and uh, we'll see you at the uh, ballpark in just a little bit. All right, you on the call tonight? Yes, sir. I'll be there. All right, very good. Thank Thanks. you. See you All, right. All right, Toby, thanks. Toby Rowland, voice of the Sooners, great to visit with him. Um, really, if you listen to his uh, answer talking about the SEC, sure they're excited about it. You know, they're going to play new schools. They're they're going to go new places uh, when they move to the SEC. But you can tell there's a little you know uh, bittersweetness in there. I guess uh, not so much that they're not going to go to the SEC, Aaron. But uh, you you can tell there's going to be some parts of the the Big Twelve because of Oklahoma's history. 
going back to big six days, you know, mm-hmm. that he's going to miss. 